That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you've finished listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Gene McDonald. Hi, Gene. How are you doing today, and have you done your weekly review? Hi, James. I am doing very nicely today. Uh, The only thing is I did not do my weekly review, so streak snapped, not even a shouty weekly review. And uh, I am a little sad about that. But on the other hand, there's something about today that was just like some big glutinous mass of time that just kept dripping over the edge. And suddenly it's time to record. So whatever. What about you, James? I hope you did better than me. I'm doing uh, well. I am still asymptomatic. So that is good. Yes, me too. um, And um, yes, I did my weekly review. Um, It was maybe a little quicker than possible, like, because I started, I got it done in about how many minutes? I never get through one this quickly. It was like a 30 minute weekly review. Um, But I don't feel like I missed that much. Um, The other thing I'm finding is that as I, have been doing it more regularly um, when I get to a particular project and I know there's the next action and I know I'm not going to be working on it in the next week, it's pretty easy to get through them relatively quickly. Um, so I'm I'm happy to continue the trend this week, but, um, you know, there's always tomorrow to do the weekly yes. review. It's fine if it slips a day. It's the doing it that's important. Um, so, yeah, by next time, you might have two done, and yeah. you can report them both. That's true. That, that's a good goal, actually, because uh, I have um, I have been, you know, staying on track with them, and it's helped me even if uh, – I don't get tons done. At least I review what is there. Absolutely. And um, I guess we should also bring up our the new feature we talked about yes. last week. The, uh, the so-called weekly accountability segment. And hopefully, yes. do we have a better title, James? Well, we had a suggestion come in from uh, one of our listeners. Uh, and it was a very short email suggestion it was uh from our listener beck and the title was the weekly to do woo woo was the title of the email and it said for your new segment must be sung like the theme song Um, (laughs) so um yes we will talk about uh how we did with our weekly to do woo woo um in just a moment, but right now we are going to do the world premiere of our weekly to-do bumper or jingle or whatever you might want to call it. So let's give that a listen right now. Yeah. The weekly to-do, yeah, the weekly to-do. Gene and James are working through the weekly to-do. 
So yeah, that's a slightly different take on the uh, the theme song. Yeah, it's a good take, uh, and I'm very impressed at you uh, composing a new ditty for our podcast. Uh, yes, a variation on a theme. Um, so how did you do with your weekly to-do? I did pretty well. I did not, like, nail it. And uh, based on that, I have a few ideas about my future weekly to-do commitments. But my my weekly to-do this week was to send out all the micro.blog stickers I've been promising people over at micro.blog. I had all the addresses. I had the stationery. I had the little stamp for my return address. I had stamps. And I hand-addressed all the envelopes. That was probably the biggest part of the job. But it's it's enjoyable, you know, especially... You know, somebody who grew up handwriting. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I like handwriting. It, it does feel um, makes me feel very connected. I know that people are going to read this and say, "Oh, this is totally handwritten." <laughs> so it'll kind of possibly freak them out if they haven't seen anything that didn't come from a computer um, in a long time. But so I got the envelopes um, addressed, stamped. I wrote little notes, some very little notes, some are very short, but I wrote notes to, there's about 25 people who were on the list. And um, so I got the envelopes stuffed with stickers, but I still haven't walked over to the post office yet. And I also don't have international stamps. I thought I did. And so I would like to actually go into the post office and buy some international stamps to mail these with. Um because everything else is really nice and sort of handcrafted. It seems kind of heartless to put a digitally generated mail postal amount on each envelope if I can go and get a pretty international uh, forever stamp to go on them. So that, but yeah, I would say I'm 90% of the way done. So that's good. And having it on my list, knowing that I would be accountable within the week to have it done that definitely kept me you know re- kept reminding me that oh you could sit here and flake out or you could kind of flake out and also address envelopes at the same time and so that kind of thing that worked really well for me excellent and you know of course it the what you're working on is definitely more of a project than just a single action. Yeah. Um, cause there are multiple, multiple steps. So, um, it's, I, I always think it's perfectly fine to like, uh, check off the things that you did do and then, you know, just the stuff that you haven't gotten to yet. It's still to be done, but you, you did accomplish a lot of what you set out to do for the weekly to do. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you really picked a weekly project. I did. I mean, (laughs) it's true. I I mean, and that is one of my thoughts going forward is, um, you know, what will be my criteria for picking next week's weekly to-do. What about you, James? Um, So mine was to uh, fill out kind of a questionnaire for estate planning before I had my initial meeting with, phone meeting with an estate planning lawyer, um, which uh, the meeting was this morning, and 
Also this morning before the meeting, I accomplished my weekly to-do. Um, <laughs> That's good. It doesn't say what day of the week the weekly to-do has to be done. Nope, just before you record the next time. So I did manage to get that done. And um, it also, since, uh, as we talked about, just in general, getting that all in order is something that's, uh, you don't necessarily want to think about it or deal with it. But so it's been on my list to do. And just the fact that it's underway is making me feel a lot better. So that's good. That's great. Um, so what is your next weekly to-do? So I have been planning to create a spreadsheet of all of my streaming subscriptions. I have been planning this for a long time, and you know, lately it seems like it's a very um, apropos task to get to so that I can pay attention to you know, what I am subscribing to and whether I'm actually watching things and whether there's certain things I can put on hold. Um, for a month or two, because it definitely is worth it to put things on hold, even for a month. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense to just keep things running and paying what seems like not a huge fee, but they add up. And when you could, right now, it's pretty easy to subscribe and unsubscribe to things. So that mm -hmm. would help me stay on top of things and maybe make me feel a little bit more in control of the all the streaming that I'm doing. And also the fact that, you know, there's, there's one part of me that is like, Oh, just sign up for everything. This is the time you're going to watch stuff um, more than any other. And you should not like be hard on yourself. But I still think, you know, that doesn't mean we go completely financially irresponsibly into subscribing for everything. Excellent. And I'm finding that I'm also pulling my weekly to-do from the items that are marked as next um, because those are the things I really want to get done next. doesn't make sense to <laughs> to do something that you don't want to do next. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah, I'm not sure which one to just put on the list. Um, eh, that one I'll probably do anyway. Uh, <clears throat> I'm looking here. Pick pick an easy win, James. You picked a hard one for this week. Well, I mean, maybe I do it have wasn't to... maybe it wasn't hard, but it was certainly mentally, like you know, eminently procrastinatable. That's well. I have I have two. One of them is eminently procrastinatable because I've been doing that for a while too. My coffee maker needs mm -hmm. to be cleaned. Uh -huh. Right where you you put the vinegar and the water in yep. and you run it for a cycle and and the little clean me light has been on for months upon months upon months and the coffee tastes fine um mm -hmm. so I finally got the vinegar I've got I didn't even realize it had a water filter in it so I ordered those so um at long last I think I have everything ready to clean the coffee maker properly so Good. maybe that will be my weekly to do that sounds good. So that is our our weekly to do. Yeah. Um oh so the other thing I I think you had mentioned uh before the show that there was uh uh oh that you had a Slovenia update. Oh, Slovenia update or down date uh, if you prefer. So I have 
been booked since last fall to go back to Slovenia this summer to try to pick up where I left off before the the trip uh, to and in Trieste last summer where I injured my knee and had to come home early. So that was that trip was supposed to start on June 21st going to Germany and then Austria and then Slovenia. But um, I figured that the chances of it happening were, you know, getting slimmer and slimmer all the time. And I wasn't really sure what was going to force me to decide about whether it's on or off. But today I got an email from the University of Ljubljana to say they have officially decided to make the Slovenian courses this summer be online courses. And I was disappointed but I was happy they were at least having the courses. And I thought, well, that's better than nothing. But within an hour, I realized, but no, those online courses, they're live courses, and they're going to take place every morning for three weeks in Slovenia, which is the middle of the night here. So I don't really see an option for me to start taking three hours of Slovenian every night at midnight for three weeks. So I'm probably not going to get to do a course, and I'm going to now look at what to do about the travel options or the travel cancellation options that may or may not be available to me um, mm-hmm. coming up. But, you know, it, it. I mean, everybody has this issue, or not everybody, but everybody who makes plans for travel has something like this to deal with. And I need to sort of check in with Airbnb and certainly my hostess there is somebody, you know, who I want to continue to be in a good relationship with. So I'm not just going to cancel out of the blue um, on her because I might want to go back in 2021. In fact, probably most certainly will try to reschedule. Um, The flights were all booked on points. So if I cancel them, There'll be cancellation fees, but maybe, um, you know, the points will get redeposited, et cetera, et cetera. So it's mostly just dealing with the disappointment. Um, but I think that disappointment was, you know, slowly but surely dawning on me in the last month, and now it's official. Yeah, I uh, and our most airlines still charging cancellation fees in all of this? Uh, it depends. Every airline has a different uh, policy about charging, whether they give you credits back or whatever. So in my case, at least, they're points, so they're kind of like credits to begin with. Okay. I will say that you know this experience should give everybody a little wake-up call on your frequent flyer points and the fact that the idea is to earn them and burn them. Uh, banking them, they're not a good currency to invest in. So who knows You know where the airlines will be a year from now, what their policies will be, whether these points will get me as far as they do this year or don't mm-hmm. this year because it's not going anywhere. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that I burned a lot of points last year and I will continue to burn them when I can. Uh, but there was about four or five years where I really didn't go anywhere, and I just sort of 
banked these points thinking, well, I know I want to go to this place at this point, and I need X number of points for that. So I think, um, you know, making sure that you don't keep a huge frequent flyer uh, balance is a not a bad thing going forward. And then the other thing I was thinking today is that I have been kind of an inveterate planner of things like this. So as I said, I made these plans back in November. And it's because I just like to have the plan so I can stop thinking about it. But there's a whole other approach to travel, which is, you know, going serendipitous. Sorry, I gotta say that again going serendipitously to where you can go at a certain time with certain resources that you have and sort of, you know, just making plans on the fly. And maybe this will be another thing that happens for me in the future is just saying, well, how can I get to Slovenia this month as opposed to how can I get to Slovenia six months from now? And if I can't go there, where else could I go? Interesting. Yes. And um, the spur of the moment trip is definitely, uh, well, often folks encourage you to book in advance because the airfare goes up closer to the date and what have you. But um, no, there's also something to be said for the for the last minute, the last minute trip. Yeah. And there are I, last minute deals. You oh, know, yes. that Absolutely. is, you know, one of the things that you can't really count on but if you can tolerate uncertainty then you might end up getting a really good deal that is true and um yeah i also tend to plan trips as far in advance as i can um but often i think i do it because if i didn't i would never end up going anywhere because my yeah. schedule would just fill up yeah um because it's uh so the fact that I already have those there knows that I I know that I can't put anything on those dates so I can schedule other things around them. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, the I think the notion of uh, of possibly trying to be a little more spontaneous in terms of trips is a good one. I also find uh, with my own uh, on Southwest the Rapid Rewards miles. Um, Usually, in the beginning of the year, I'm trying to get my like the frequent flyer tier for the next year. Mm -hmm. So I, so I don't use any points, and then as soon as I hit the tier, then all I use is points. Yeah. Um, because the, having that tier is definitely important. Um, it makes it makes the flying so much better. Um, because of all the perks. Yeah. Uh, and then so the ongoing thing that I just have an update on is that um, so I was scheduled I had my DMV appointment to get my Yay. my driver's license with the real ID um, that was scheduled for April 7th so mm -hmm. last week and of course you know the DMV offices in California are all closed um, <laughs> and you to get a real ID, you can't do that online. You need to be in person. You need to have your documents with you to prove your who you are and what have you. Um, but my driver's license expires at the end of April. Um, so two things, because um, I was wondering, oh, maybe I should just renew it 
regular and then re-renew it as a real ID when I can. Um, so I just looked at the DMV site here in California. If you're, uh, if you're, Driver's license expires anytime from the beginning of March until sometime in May. It's automatically valid until May 31st. Hmm. And then I'm assuming if we continue with uh, lockdown that they will extend that even further. Right. Um, but also um, the requirement if you want to fly domestically, for instance, uh, the real ID requirement was going to kick in on October of this year. Yeah. Um, that's been deferred a year till 2021. So it's not as imperative to get a real ID. Um, you have an extra year from what they were originally saying. You know what? This makes me want to create a spreadsheet of deadlines, which have been changed <laughs> because, right, you know, they haven't all changed the same amount that, you know, as you say, like there's this extension of this California license thing thing. And there's an extension on global entry applications. There's obviously an extension on filing your taxes in the U S like a, a global extension, not a global extension, but a, a blanket extension for all the filers in the U S that you don't have to even apply for because they just changed the date to to July 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some other deadlines like that. And those regular deadlines have been the same deadlines for so long. <laughs> they, right, exactly. You know, like trying to remind myself, right, just because they extended the, the deadline for tax filing to July 15th doesn't mean I have to wait until July 15th. And so... Very true. I don't know. That could be... My monthly project, that's another feature for the future. <laughs> feature for the future. Yeah, a month thing that I will get done in four episodes of the weekly review. Um, and actually that notion of uh, the how this year taxes are not due until July 15th, um, I noticed that because I have a number of tax things as yearly recurring events, right, in mm-hmm. OmniFocus as yearly recurring projects. Um, but, of course, if I change it to July 15th, then mm. when it repeats for next year, it'll say everything's due on July 15th, and I'll be I'll be taken to, to debtor's prison or what have you. Oh. Um, no, I'll miss my deadline. Um, so uh, the technique that I use this year is that I, I made a copy of mm-hmm. – this year's tax project, so I really have two. And then for the one due on April 15th, I dropped it mm-hmm. for this year and uh, said, you know, just drop this occurrence, which then bumped it forward to next year. So all the dates updated correctly for April. Yeah. And then I changed the dates on the one that I pasted, the new one, to reflect this year's dates only. And I made it non-repeating since it's really only happening this year. That's a really good idea. Probably um, better than creating yet another spreadsheet. <laughs> well, no, no. It, it's not necessarily a bad thing to, to create a spreadsheet um, to kind of keep track of these different things. Um, for instance, like I, I probably won't be doing that for my, for real ID. Cause it's kind of a one-time thing. 
Um, and I probably – well, I don't think my uh, my global entry is not due for another three or four years. So, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, just especially in terms of the taxes, um, it seemed like uh, that was the easiest way I could figure out to reflect this year's dates without screwing up next year's dates. <laughs> <laughs> Although – the fact that it like the thought that I would get all the way to April fifteenth next year and not realize taxes need to happen is probably unlikely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you won't since be it going is pretty, like it's pretty well ingrained. You won't um, be saying no, it's, like it's July fifteenth. July, it's, it's July. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, uh-huh. But still, you still want your trusted system to have the correct trusted values. Yes. Um. Trusted system to be as trusted as you can make it. Uh, And sometimes you're still going to have to rely on external cues, like articles about getting your taxes done next April 2021 and uh, things like that. So, Well, and my accountant always reminds me. Yeah, that's, that's the nice thing about an accountant. Another nice thing about an accountant. Um. Yeah, so that is kind of the the thing that I had been like preparing to do, gathering all the paperwork together, ready to roll, all set, and then you know can't even go. But uh, yeah, so and they're not even taking appointments, so I just am. I'll just keep trying until I can get what I need. But um, that's my update. The pressure to get it done is greatly relieved, though. Um, so that's a good thing. That's good. So that's, I think, all that I have for this episode. Did you have anything else? No, I think that wraps it up for me too. Um, we we did our weekly to dos. We've we've committed to what we're doing next week. Me a spreadsheet, and you. I've already forgotten what you said you were going to do. I think I'm cleaning my coffee maker. Oh right. <laughs> That's a good one. And uh, so check in with us next week and see how we're doing on this uh, new commitment schedule we have. And we also uh, premiered a new little musical bit. And um, yeah, yeah, it's the first time I think we've sung a duet, Jean. Yeah, like this, for sure. Um, I think there's like a few like little uh, electrons of my voice on the on the Jonathan Mann arrangement of our, our main oh, there theme is. song. But, but he's uh, also in there, too. He's so, in there, too. Yeah, like, so I don't think So it's not a duet. Yeah, that's right. It's not a duet. Yeah. I mean, we sang, we've sung some karaoke duets, I believe. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is good. I'm glad we did it. It was a fun little uh, project uh, that, of course, you did the lion's share of the work on. But just to try to record... Um, it's helping me miss karaoke a little bit less. Well, that's good. Um, well, in that case, I think it's time for us to wrap up this episode so we can all get back to getting things done. Now, you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog and Twitter, we are at The Weekly Review. And you can always email us at say hello at theweeklyreview.fm. Um, of course, it'd be great if you'd rate or review the podcast. It helps us find new listeners. It helps new listeners find us. And it always makes us smile to hear from you and uh, know that you're listening. 
So thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun There's a lot of things you gotta do You'll think about them all in the weekly review The weekly review, yeah, the weekly review Sitting down, it's all coming